T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Packers want to make sure the road to the Super Bowl comes through Lambeau. And the throw into the end zone is hauled in by Adams for the touchdown. Devontae Adams. It is a different deal when you come in here and you play and there's snow and it's almost what you envision as a kid, you know, when, when you come into Lambeau and it's snowy and cold and we wouldn't want it any other way. And just our ability to operate in that snow, uh, both in the run game and in the pass game, I think is pretty special. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We're on the air, and I want to remind you, Pine Mountain Ski Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan, now open. It's time to get outdoors and start enjoying the great sport of downhill skiing. I know we got a lot of snow coming. It's in the majestic setting in Michigan's amazing UP, the Upper Peninsula. So bundle your lift ticket with lodging for an amazing discount. And they've got stay and ski packages right now as well. Choose from lodging in the hotel, a private condo, or the Alpine house. And they're currently serving all the food and everything on the on the outside and go-to containers. You can sit on the Sitzmark deck. Burgers, brats, hot dogs, they got all that good stuff. Pizzas and everything still available on the Sitzmark desk, deck. They also have adult beverages. I think uh, we could all use a few of those uh, with 2020 and 2021 coming on. Enjoy the amazing experience. Practice the COVID guidelines all outside. You're good to go. Uh, but just have a great time. Beautiful place as well. For more information, call guest services 906 906- 774-2747-906-774-2747. Be sure to ask about the New Year's Eve festivities. It's coming up quick. Uh, they've got a torchlight parade down the hill, live music, fireworks, all that kind of good stuff. Go to PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com. Follow them on Facebook for the most current updates. You can head north to God's country and enjoy some great skiing at Pine Mountain Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan. Again, on the web at PineMountainResort.com. That is PineMountainResort.com. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, Michael, a solid game yesterday by the Packers in, in so many different facets in this one. And, it started with Aaron Rodgers saying that, you know, hey, look, uh, he loves that kind of weather. That snow globe weather, they seem to thrive in, man. Yeah, and he says that it's not necessarily the easiest weather to operate in, but he, I mean, he was just in such the zone. 21 to 25, 231 efficient yards passing, four touchdown passes. The longest ball of the night was 32 yards to Devontae down the left sideline. Quarterback rating 128.1. 
Aaron Rodgers has now had over a dozen games in a season with a quarterback rating over 100. You know the last time he had that? 2011, when they went 15-1, and when he was coming off the, the Super Bowl win the year before. And so, you know, it's about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and you're sitting here in your house in Green Bay, and you're watching the other NFC games, and you're looking at your watch, you're looking at your phone, saying, eh, yeah, time to go to work, time to go to Lambeau. And, and Aaron talked about that, you know, that kind of weather last night, that wet, heavy snow, we got about four or five inches here in Green Bay. It's not necessarily the best for the passing game. The ball is definitely more difficult to throw in this, these type of conditions. I've played in a lot of these games, so I feel pretty good about being able to throw it. Should we have snow and wind like we did today? But uh, that was definitely, uh, you know, it's just something that, that we're used to. We play out, you know, we practice outdoors. We, we play in these type of games. Uh, the weather that we had tonight, I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, laying around all afternoon on the couch, watching the, you know, watching the snow come down uh, and just hoping that it was going to last and looking at the phone and seeing what the percentages were just because these are the special ones. Haven't had too many like this where there's been, you know, consistent snow. But most of the ones, if not all the ones that we've had, have been pretty similar to this with, uh, you know, victory uh, like the way we played tonight. I like the fact, Mike, that they did not have to play for the uh, number one seed. They had to play well to remain the number one seed, and they're going to have to do that again this coming Sunday with that game being flexed and all the important games now being played at the same time. So uh, the Bears need to know if Arizona's going to win. The Packers want to know what uh, New Orleans and the Seahawks are doing. I mean, obviously, you just want to take care of business on the field, but uh, the Bears, if the Bears lose, they still have a shot at getting in by watching the scoreboard and seeing what Arizona does against L.A., but L.A.'s now got Jared Goff, who's ailing. So it goes back to the Packers going into this contest knowing that they had to win, right? Yeah, they, they had to win. They couldn't take their foot off the gas, um, and they and they need to, to rehearse what a playoff game could be like when they're playing a Lambeau field. And so Rodgers was asked, you know, when you were out there during the game, did you know that you – you guys know that you really had no chance of clinching the number one seed after the Seahawks went and beat the Rams. We talked about it before the game. Obviously, we knew what was going on in uh, in Seattle, and it just turned to kind of put on a show. You know, we had an opportunity to you know, be in prime time against a really good opponent. I think we've all heard about the conversation about us not being enough good teams, and you know, not responding and playing a complete game. And this was our response. So I feel good about where we're at. It's tough to play in the cold. You know, it's tough to play in Lambeau. I think we proved that tonight. I thought the defense played outstanding. Offensively, we had great balance. You know, we ran the hell out of the ball. Um, guys were great up front, uh, really good in the protection. And then Devontae doing what Devontae's been doing. Which, you know, Don, Devontae's just been playing out of his mind, uh, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's just like what they're doing, what those two have together. I know, Mike, that, you know, Aaron Rodgers talks about Devontae and about his work ethic and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, what he's the relationship he has with both uh, with what he had with Jordy and what he has now with Devonte is crazy. Now when he he kind of gave us a little light and said, you know, hey, with Aaron Jones ailing, which I didn't know Aaron Jones was really ailing to the point that it was affecting his play. But then you got AJ Dillon that comes in and he ends up performing extremely well behind a good offensive line. Yeah, coming into this game, you had Jamal Williams with the quad that he injured last week against Carolina. I saw him walking around. I saw him on the exercise bike during the game. I thought, you know, maybe there was a chance he was going to get back. Of course, that's one of those things where you really don't know what you got until the next day. And so he was uh, did not participate this week. I'm sure they want to try and get him 100% for when they get to the postseason. And then uh, they did not announce this in the press box, but NBC did get one report 
for their sideline reporter that Aaron Jones, during that game last night against the Titans, had some kind of a hip injury. And that was a, was a factor as to why A.J. Dillon continued to get all of those snaps last night. Now, A.J. Dillon, he's a kid that's grown up in the snow. He went to an academy, Lawrence Academy in Massachusetts, and he kind of reminds me of the John Clay story out of Racine Park 10 years ago, went to the Badgers, had some injuries, though, played a little bit for the Steelers and just couldn't make it in the NFL. But, then, you know, this big kid out of Massachusetts in his junior year in high school had 1,800 yards and 26 touchdowns. In his senior year, A.J. Dillon broke his leg and only played in four games. And so he goes and plays for Boston College, a little bit under the radar there, second-round pick for the Packers. And last night, you know, Rodgers said, you know, sometimes these Cinderella stories happen in the NFL. Everybody at this level has done this at some point. You know, they've had a game, whether it's high school or college, where they've balled out like this. But it does take that one NFL game or that few NFL games to just remind yourself what you're capable of. And that's the exciting thing, I think, for a young player is just to see the confidence grow and the momentum runs that he had. It's surprising just because he hasn't had a lot of reps. And we were unsure whether he was even going to come back this year, I think. So I remember one day that we were just walking from the, uh, the locker room to the to the walkthrough and I saw AJ walking. I was like, Hey, you're back. You know, it was, it was fun to see him, see him back. And I feel like, you know, he worked his way into shape for a couple of weeks, but he hasn't had the opportunity to show us this. He's a good kid. He's been through a lot this year, uh, obviously with COVID and uh, you know, the issues uh, with that, but uh, you know, it's good having him, having him back. Obviously Jonesy was a little banged up, I think, but he had a couple of big runs for us. It'd be nice to get Jamal back hopefully next week. I feel really good about where we're at offensively. It sounds, though, like A.J. Dillon, Mike, took a real advantage of his downtime in his ability mentally to study and prepare, not the physical side of things, but more the mental side of things. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, a rookie, he's on the COVID-19 list for five weeks. So he tries to make best use of that, you know, testing positive for it, by watching more about Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, what they were doing with their week of preparation, how they were preparing for games. The other thing is, you know, he must have lost some weight. I mean, this must have taken something out of him to be down for five weeks. And this was the first chance that we had to talk to him last night. And he talked about, he doesn't, didn't really want to get into it after a game, but on missing those five weeks and using the time to study Jones, to study Williams. I'll be the poster boy for COVID is a real deal. Um, you know, it affects everybody differently, uh, for sure. And uh, so, you know, you can't really just, like one person may have no symptoms, somebody uh, might have uh, very serious symptoms. And, you know, I took a lot of time to study those guys, watch Aaron, watch Jamal, and, and watch what they're doing on a daily basis and try to figure out how, how can I, you know, kind of practice like a pro, prepare like a pro. And, you know, obviously nothing's perfect. I'm not there yet, but I feel like it definitely gave me that time to, you know, kind of sharpen my skills and really focus in on the, the important things of being a pro. He had to get, be excited to get the call. He's, he's a guy that was compared to Derrick Henry. He's a guy that uh, obviously has played in the northern climate. You see the snow. You get a little juiced up. I mean, he had to be excited. Sure. And we asked him about, you know, when you saw the snow, did you think this was going to be a big game for him? It turns out one of the Packer linebackers is one of his neighbors. And, yeah, you're right. You know, when this kid was scouted out of Boston College, six foot two forty seven, with those huge, gigantic thighs you saw pictures of during training camp, Every, all these guys wrote down Derrick Henry-like running back. And what a night to come out on primetime football. 
Derrick Henry gets held to under 100 yards rushing. He, this kid gets over 120, 130 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And, you know, did he understand the significance of what was going on? I'd be lying if I don't. Uh, you know, that's somebody studied so much of his film, uh, obviously respect a ton, especially being like bigger backs. And obviously, like you mentioned, constantly being compared throughout my time at BC and the combine and uh, even now. And so this guy, like being Russian King two years in a row, obviously big respect to him. And just to kind of be in the same talking point, it, it's a huge honor. Uh, I looked outside on my balcony and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. I checked the weather. I was like, I was going to come down for a while. And uh, I live right next to Kamal Martin. I, I called him up and I was like, hey man, like, do you see this? And he's obviously from Minnesota. I'm like, man, it's going to be a fun day. That just brings back childhood memories of going outside, playing football in the snow for me. So this is fun for me. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll get back into it. And uh, we're talking with Mike Clements, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Hey, just like that, the holidays just about over. Uh, we're going to get through New Year's and all of a sudden all the hustle and bustle is going to slow down. Now it's January heading into the uh, heading into the new year and it'll be time to look around, decide to do something good this year. Good for you. Good for your car. Good for the planet. All that kind of good stuff. Good for the farmers, the refinery workers, the truck drivers. E85 and Unleaded 88. You heard me talk about it. I use it. I encourage everybody everybody else to do the same reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas replacing it with renewable corn ethanol increased demand for ethanol on our gasoline helps all the workers right here in our state and in the upper midwest that work hard every day to produce the product for you locally right here in wisconsin and so for all of you out there in uh, in the bill michaels universe if you want to call it that give e85 a shot in your flex fuel vehicle or choose unleaded 88 like I do all the time and throw it in your truck or your car and start saving money and burn less fossil fuel. And if you need more information as to why ethanol in your fuel is better, visit abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. It's an easy decision when you think about it, when you're talking about helping out the farmers and and doing really good things for uh, the economy. Uh, abetterfuel.org. That that is abetterfuel.org. Don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the farmers and all the refinery workers and the truck drivers and everybody else, go to abetterfuel.org. More with Mike Clemens coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Second attempt. Tannehill flushed out. Gets it away. Picked off. Kirksey. And the Packers get it on the turnover. Christian Kirksey and his mates going down to celebrate. Mike Patton put us in the best position to uh, succeed today. I thought his play calling was was, was excellent. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this and uh, be a part of the, the organization and, and this winning culture. It's been a long seven years for me. And, you know, finally, you know, seeing what it's like to win ball games and, and go out there and be, you know, mentioned in the playoffs. And first time having as many wins as we have, first time, you know, ever talking playoffs. I mean, I'm just excited. Welcome back. Christian Kirksey. I want to remind you, our friends at the New Mill Medical Center, uh, you want to say, hey, look, we know the holidays are here. You're getting into the new year. Make it a new you, whether it's uh, ED in the bedroom or you want to lose some weight, you want to feel better, look better, want more energy. Can't do anything if you don't make a phone call. You know, if you're over the age of 30, you might want to look into some of this stuff. Uh, give them a shout. 414-455-4451. That's 414 414- 455-4451. 
That's the New Mel Medical Center, and they can help you out. One phone number, all the different locations. Again, 414-455-4451. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, Mike, uh, look, they're, they're, they're excited. I get it, man. Uh, you know, Christian Kirksey, he's not used to winning like this. No, and I think that um, this was a good team last night. People talk about how poor the Titans' defense is, but, you know, they've got a winning record. they got a chance to win the AFC South in a battle with the, the Colts. Um, by the way, I'm looking at the game book from last night. I thought Zadarius Smith had two sacks, but the NFL's only got him down for one. I thought for sure Zadarius had two sacks on there. I know Preston he started one, one. Yeah, he started one and actually should have been credited for it, but they didn't give it to him because he wasn't the guy getting up off the pile. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I mean, Chris Barnes, you know, the rookie inside linebacker, he led the team with seven tackles. Adrian Amos up there in the box now at safety. You know, he got five. Rashawn Gary, another big game for him. He got five. Now, this defense last night, you know, you would see Patton line up Zadarius sometimes with his hand in the ground, way outside the tackle on the left side. And then he'd put Rashawn, maybe stand it up way out on the right side, and Rashawn using the speed to get back there and get in Tannehill's face. Get in his face. Get in his face. Now, there were times where Kenny Clark at the nose just had a tremendous game. And that big kid that they had, uh, Anthony Rush, he had an illness, so he was inactive last night, the 360-pounder. Mm-hmm. Kenny had to take more of those snaps last night at nose tackle. There were times, and I tweeted this out during the game, like like it's a third and seven, and then Patton drops back into that diamond. There's nobody over the center. There's nobody over the guards. And maybe they move you know, Kenny out to play like a defensive end because they've got more defensive backs, more linebackers on the field. And, I mean, to me, I don't know why Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, Vrabel, wouldn't just say, run a damn draw to Derrick Henry. You know, spread him out like it's a play and just let him go up the middle. But yeah. that's one thing that Petten seemed to be doing all night long, Bill, was trying to get to force Derrick Henry, don't let him get outside. That's when he does his biggest damage when he goes off tackle, force him to the middle, force him to the middle. I also thought what was really impressive was you saw a couple of plays there where Derrick Henry would hit, get hit, and maybe they weren't wrapping up on him. There was one play in the second quarter. He got throttled three times. And I don't even know the names of the guys. It was a sideline camera shot, but it was bam, bam, bam. You know, sort of like, sort of like cars backed up on an icy I-43. Right. You know? And and at, you take three hits like that, it's going to take something out of you. It's going to take something out of you. Now, Christian Kirksey is a Mike Pettin guy. He's here because of their time together in Cleveland. He's waving the flag for him, you know, carrying his banner. And he asked, he was asked, what did he think of Mike Pettin? using more of a base defense to shut down number 22, Derrick Henry. I thought his play calling was, was was excellent. We've been practicing all week, making sure that we limit 2-2 to becoming a spark. So we know what Derrick Henry brings to the table. We watch him um, each and every week on highlight tapes. And, you know, he's I think he's the Russian leader right now. So we already knew that he was going to come in and try to run the ball and try to have a big game against us. So uh, all week we just uh, reiterated just to fly around and uh, swarm as a defense. It was all about attitude and guys just flying around to the ball. And it was good to, to line up in, in, in base with some bigger guys and we 
knew what type of game it was going to be. So, you know, it, it was good to, you know, just execute. And that just goes to show you the guys on this team, uh, on this defense, that we're ready in any package. Whatever game plan we have, uh, we, we just got to execute it. And that's what we did tonight. We're getting closer as, as a group. You know, we're getting more and more confident. Guys are understanding that it's a target on our backs um, just as a team. You know, we're going to get everybody's best. This is it's time to get into the playoffs and all that stuff. And we just know, like, December football is very meaningful, and we just all have to turn it up a notch. They were really looking to getting Derrick Henry 2,000 yards rushing. He's sitting at 1777 after that performance. They thought, you know, a couple of hundred against the Packers because the Packers' defense stinks couple of hundred next week and all of a sudden he's uh, going to be busting the 2,000 yard mark and while he's still a tremendous running back while he's not going to get there I don't think unless he has a 250 plus yard game this coming weekend uh, the Packers did an amazing job on him and another guy that I thought really played well was Darnell Savage stepping up he not only was supporting against the run but he was also the recipient uh, of an interception as well yeah a month ago Bill we asked uh LaFleur and and Jerry Gray, the guy they brought over from the Vikings that's now their new secondary coach. You know, what's with Savage? I mean, shouldn't he be making some plays? And Jerry Gray said, Trust me, he's 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 gone through some injuries. He's doing a much better job at, at noticing formations and recognizing things pre snap. And I guarantee you he's gonna have four interceptions before the regular season's over with. And I mean Darnell Savage had a pick last night dropped a pick six, which LaFleur kind of teased him about or bugged him about on the sidelines. But here, Savage, son of a gun, he's got four interceptions. And he talked about, you know, the Packers' two picks last night, including his with a nine-yard return. As you know, if when you create turnovers, that's when you win in the postseason. Shoot, the turnover battle, you know, that's always a, a big part of uh, wins and losses. So, you know, I'm sure they were, you know, c- coming out and, and hoping to create, you know, a lot of turnovers too. So that was just uh, – that's always a focus every week as far as just turnovers. And on the play, I just happened to really be in the right spot at the right time, just doing my job like Coach Gray always said, and uh, catch the ones they throw to you. I, I Look, I, I like Darnell Savage. I think he's had a tremendous second half of the season. I think he's been really, really good. Uh, then, obviously, uh, you, you look on the other side, and Ryan Tannehill has had a really good season. Uh, he, I said, look, he's going to throw you a couple. And if you take Derrick Henry and minimize him, you're going to force Tannehill to make big plays, and the, the, the Packers forced Tannehill into some bad decisions. And, obviously, when he threw a couple up, they, they capitalized. Right, and you saw 10 L speed. It's like four or five, run up the middle, forty-five yard run. He's done that before to other teams too. But Petten, let him have that. Let him have that. You know, plaster these wide receivers. And Tannehill, I mean, he was confused. He he did, he did not anticipate what the Packers showed them on defense. And then he talked about that interception he threw to Darnell Savage. He was trying to hit Cameron Baston, one of his wide receivers, across the middle. That was being nicely covered. So he saw A.J. Brown out in the flats, and he talked about that play. Yeah, I was working to the right first. They covered Batson underneath, peeked over, saw A.J. with some space, just tried to get it to him quickly and didn't get enough on the throw. Obviously, guy made a good play, ran underneath it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to have the ball just about as many possessions as those guys. So, you know, we expect to, to go get points. You face a good offense, a good team. You're going to have to have to score points. We knew that going in. It was snow weather. Obviously, we didn't have that during the week. We had – I thought the, the weather was actually colder more wind in Nashville on Friday. So we got to practice in, in the cold. So it was, it was nothing new. You know, there's no excuses. Yeah, we're just getting it going. Whether it was, you know, 
having the, the right combination on with the defense or, you know, winning the route or making the throw. They went on the throw and we didn't get the protection. It was just inconsistent all over the board. Uh, I think definitely starts with me. I got to be better. You know, we just weren't consistent enough as an offense. Did you feel like you had to force some throws tonight, given the situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, once you get down, you know, you're going to have to, uh, I want to say force throws, but you're going to have to be aggressive to, uh, to try to make some stuff happen in order to, to move the football and score points. Uh, you're not going to be able to, to be as methodical on your drives. But, uh, no, at the end of the day, I wasn't able to make those plays. And Mike, uh, the the weather proved while that why the Packers want to have you know the the road to the Super Bowl and the NFC so to speak come through Lambeau Field. And understand this does get personal. I mean, Mike Vrabel hires Matt Lafleur, gives him a chance to be a play caller two years ago. The guy leaves him to get the head coaching job in Green Bay, and then Vrabel you know embarrasses himself. He thought he had a game plan with Derrick Henry to beat the Packers' poor running defense, but poor pack tackling, slipping in the snow. And, and screwing up on that challenge on the Aaron Jones run. Here's Mike Vrabel. You know, when, when you have help and you have, uh, you know, guys, you know, we just have to understand where our help is and play to our help and, you know, be able to uh, to tackle and, and know when you have to, to close the space and, and all those fundamental things. You know, I think when the footing and the weather is what it is, the, the fundamentals are, are going to be you know, maybe what carries you through, whether that's on defense or taking care of the football or, you know, protecting a lot of things. Not, none of it was good enough. Mike, on the long run by Jones that set up one of the Packers' touchdowns, replay showed he was clearly out of bounds. Did you guys uh, not get a, a look that quick enough to uh, maybe make a challenge? Yeah, no, I just, by the time the ball was snapped, that was the first view that we got as it was coming down. And, you know, so that was unfortunate. I wish we'd have been able to, to tackle him and, and set the edge uh, when we had him in the backfield. Mike, uh, I look, uh, this defense, whether or not they're going to be able to get them there, we'll have to wait and see. People ask whether it's a championship defense. All they got to do is support the offense. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers gave some, finally gave some praise to the defense, but I'm going to skip ahead to something that Matt LaFleur said about just praising defense, but he saw the team come together in all three phases to overcome adversity in a primetime game last night. Here's LaFleur. To hold a team like that, that is that explosive to 14 points and 260 yards, I think that was a, a hell of a performance by our defense. And there's going to come a point somewhere within the game where we're going to have to face some adversity, and, and we'll see how we respond to it. And that point came when we are up 19 nothing. We have a field goal blocked. Then we go for it on fourth down and don't convert. Then they proceed to take the ball down and make it a 19-7 game. And then, you know, just coming out the half, went down and scored again to make it 19 14 but what I loved was how our guys responded nobody panicked everybody focused on doing their job doing their 111th and we were able to close the game out and just totally really proud of our guys and just the effort that they put forth got a lot of respect for the Tennessee Titans and what they've been able to do but uh, that's the type of effort that we're going to need moving forward Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. We'll come back, wrap things up. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We'll be back. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. For the Packers, second down and goal now. Play action. Rodgers looking for his fourth touchdown pass of the night. Gets it. Third to Adams. 
Boy, that was methodical. People are, definitely don't want to play in the cold. It's tough, man. It's tough. It, it changes, takes you out of your, you know, makes you a little bit less physical, takes your speed away. And, you know, if you don't get to practice in this and get used to the temperature, the snow and all of that stuff, as you've seen, it can obviously take a toll. I think that that team is a, a really, really solid team that play with a lot less speed than what they typically do. It just comes down to the mindset, man. Make the play. At the end of the day, if you're going to get targeted, we can't just go run the ball the whole game, regardless if it's pouring, um, snowing, sleep, you know, whatever it is. So you just got to have that mindset that you go out and make the play regardless and um, just be confident. Those are the words of Devontae Adams, the call via NBC and Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels and company. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they continue to be amazing. I, you know, Aaron had Jordy Nelson, and now he's got Devontae. And the kind of the, the, the plateau that they're on is reminiscent of, you know, Mark Duper and Dan Marino or – you know, maybe not to the same level of Montana and Rice, but damn, they, they are just, uh, they got it going on right now. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, and that's kind of where I compare these guys, Mike. Well, you know, for me, I covered Donald Driver and his courage over the middle to take a hit and hang out of the football. Or Jordy Nelson and his great hands and the incredible back shoulder throws that he brought in and the timing position he had with Aaron Rodgers. Last year, the beat guys all started writing these talking about Devontae Adams' stories that at the time I didn't quite get. They did recognize the fact that this guy was getting better and better, coming off the line, beating his one-on-ones. But the national press seemed to bring it up. Now this guy, he turned 28 on Christmas Eve last week. You know, the second-round pick out of Fresno State, Derek Carg was his quarterback back then. He just keeps getting better. And when you got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball like he did 10 years ago in 2011 with accuracy – that's what's making us such a deadly combination, putting the numbers up on the board. And when you talk to Aaron Rodgers about comparisons, he's now comparing him to the GOAT, Charles Woodson. Can't say enough great things about the kind of person that he is. And then when you have the talent, the ability, you can go out there and, and dominate the way he has. You know, I've said for so long that uh, that Charles was the, was the best player that I played with. And Charles could dominate in a way I've never seen a nickel corner dominate before. It's probably time to start putting Devontae in that conversation because he is uh, he's that type of player. He's a special player. That's uh, that's seriously high praise. I mean, when you talk about uh, putting him in the same you know character, uh, both on and off the field, as a guy like Charles Woodson, a first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt. I mean, that's that's huge praise for a guy like Devontae Adams, Mike. And there's just the other thing, too. Devontae's a little taller than he, than he appears on TV. If, if I could take our listeners in and meet him at the locker room, he'd be a little taller. His hands are huge. But he keeps on. He's just more muscular every year. And he just gets more serious and more confident and more at ease as a vocal leader and talking with the media. And at 28, I mean, this is his peak, man. This is his peak. He, he probably is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Yep, no doubt about it. Big uh, big week this week, Bears week, Packers win. They still have, and now, again, if Arizona loses, the Bears still can make the postseason. But yeah. how nice would it be to lock up the top spot at Soldier Field and knock the Bears out in the same uh, same swing, you know? I don't care. Mitch Trubisky is just another Jay Cutler. I am not impressed with their little four-game winning streak. Mitch, they're going to embarrass Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we can all hope. We can all hope. Mike, good stuff, buddy. We'll talk later. Thank you, Bill. See you, pal. There you go. That's Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. 
And uh, don't forget, coming up on Wednesday night, special edition of the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by and presented by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com. Looking forward to that as well. Joe's going to take you on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll be back on Wednesday night and New Year's Eve day, and it should be a good rest of the week. It is Bears week. It's rivalry week. Time for us to go. Have a go. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.